before we get into this week's episode of the Proper Mental Podcast, I've got a little favour to ask. It's the end of the year and that means it's time for the Pod Bible magazine listener polls and I'd be really grateful if you could vote for my podcast in the independent category. Obviously, it's lovely when I get nominated or win awards because I put a lot of time and effort and care into making this podcast. But the main reason I would like your vote is because I believe that one of the best ways to raise awareness around mental health and to normalise the type of conversations that I'm having is to break out of the regular mental health spaces. And the Pod Bible listener polls have categories for film and comedy and lifestyle and entertainment and all that stuff, but that's not what I do. And I think this is a great opportunity to get this podcast and the subject of mental health into a different demographic of listener. And then maybe it can reach someone who really needs to hear it, but doesn't yet know that it exists. It's also really cool cool that these awards have a section that is exclusively for independent podcasts because let's face it us indies tend to get passed over by the big boys and girls and it would just be awesome to shine a bit of a light on what I'm doing and hopefully like I say that way it can help a few more people there's a link in the episode notes it's really easy and you don't have to vote in all the categories if you don't want to you can skip to the last one and just type proper mental into the box there's no need to sign up or to log on or do any of that stuff all in all it takes about a minute it's just a few taps on your phone screen and it would really mean a lot to me if you could take the time to help me out voting closes on december the 31st at midnight but don't wait till then go in the episode notes find the link click it now thank you very much for listening now that's out the way let's crack on with this week's episode of the proper mental podcast welcome to the proper mental podcast normalizing open and honest conversations about mental health by having open and honest conversations about mental health Hello and welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. It's the Christmas special for 2023 and this is the third time that I've done this now and it's just such a lovely thing. I love it so much. I'm really fond of the Christmas episode because one of the reasons for starting this show was to try and provide, I suppose, a sort of comfort for people to try and be there for anyone who might be going through something and that's really what this episode is all about and Christmas is it's such a strange time and it can be really tough for a lot of people and it's really weird because even even if you like Christmas, it can still be a tough time. It can be both good and bad at the same time for some people. I've definitely had some rough Christmases over the years. I used to fear it. I used to dread Christmas, you know. It, I suppose it was around the time that the Celebrate Jungle thing would start, you know. That's usually a sign that Christmas is on its way. And once that programme started popping up on the telly, I'd start to get this sense of dread that Christmas was coming and that would just build and build and build in me till the end of the year and getting to the other side of Boxing Day. I'd feel a sense of relief, you know, it was just something I had to get through. So I wanted to put something out that might help if anyone's struggling at Christmas. And every year I send this like blanket email out to loads of people that I've met through the show. Some of these have been guests, some are listeners, some have become my friends and some that I haven't spoke to since we've recorded, but I reach out and ask them to record me a voice note. And this voice note can be anything at all. It can be some kind words, just some thoughts, some self-care ideas, a poem, whatever. Whatever they want to do, they can do. And I put them all together to make this episode. And I suppose I have this really kind of romantic and probably quite naive idea 
that it would be like someone picking up their phone after a day of avoiding it and having loads of messages waiting for them to to cheer them up a bit. And I think if you like Christmas, then it could really add to the Christmas spirit because this is a collection of like lovely people saying really lovely things. A bunch of strangers all coming together to do something for other strangers. And there's just something so lovely and Christmassy about that as well. I think everyone involved this year has been on for an episode and they're all listed in the episode notes. So if you'd like to hear more from anyone, you can go and track them down and have a listen. I've had loads of new ones this year. I have used some from previous years as well. So there's all sorts. I really hope you enjoy and I really hope you get what you need from this episode. And a huge thank you to everyone who got involved. Please know that I really, really appreciate it. And I suppose all that's left for me to say is that regardless of your feelings on Christmas, whether you're looking forward to it or whether you're not, I just hope you're okay. I hope you get through it. There's loads of links in the episode notes as well of organisations that can help if you're not feeling your best this time of year. And it is only temporary, right? We get out the other side of Christmas and it's done. So it can be just about riding it out. But anyway, this is the Proper Mental Podcast Christmas special for 2023. Thank you very much for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm Chris, and I'm not about to give you a shopping list of things that probably won't make you feel any better over the festering period. I know that if I tell you to get outside, treat yourself, love yourself, or reach out, I'm doing that to make me feel better. If some fictional you has a sudden improvement in your mental health because of my sage words, then I'll have a great Christmas. Thanks. If you're struggling just now, then my message isn't really for you. It's for everyone. We all know some uh, people who struggle at this time of year and at other times too. We hear and read messages that cascade across all of our media platforms, whether it's the, the BBC Action Line, Samaritans or, or whoever. We know it's good to talk. It's, it's great to reach out. Thank God some other fucker's doing it. I'm way too busy. In your heart of hearts, You know that your friend and or family member who's struggling is about as likely to reach out for help as I am to score a hat-trick for Scotland as we win the World Cup, but you leave that massive responsibility with them. You know that over the years they've they've, they've come to believe the rhetoric that they're somehow a burden and the last thing they want to do is bother you with their anguish, their inner turmoil and crushing loneliness, especially at this time of year. You know services have been cut back and cut back. You know that when you told them in September it's good to talk, you really know you're absolving yourself of any responsibility. Surely if things got really bad, somebody would. When you know in reality, they often wouldn't. You might give them a call. You'll say, how are you? They'll say, fine, mustn't grumble. As As you do your best to conceal your sigh of relief, a voice in your head will say, Thank fuck for that. You'll gradually wind up the phone call. Not too quickly. You don't want to appear too obvious. You've done your bit. As you congratulate yourself, playing a a weird mixture of the nativity meets Pudsy Bear in your mind, you know you haven't. You can do better. And here's how. Okay, before I go on, I appreciate there are a zillion of us who are incredibly stretched in all kinds of ways, especially, especially at this time of year. Don't give what you don't have. But if you do have the space, prepare.
If you're going to call someone, give yourself and them space. Go somewhere where you won't be interrupted for at least half an hour. Do not have any other <laughs> distractions, interruptions. I, I've been on the wrong end of these phone calls, and I know when someone's got 12 tabs open, watching a cat video, or enjoying the final stages of Die Hard 23. It is a Christmas movie, and it's fucking awful. Remind yourself why this person's in your life. Think of your shared history. If you start the call with the belief the conversation will be burdensome, then it will be. This may sound obvious, but if you're going to give someone your time, give them your time. When, you, when they say, I'm fine, as they invariably will, ask again. Say, nice try, but really, how are you doing? Make it clear to them that you ha they have your exclusive time and attention for that half an hour. Listen. Don't fill silences with stuffing. You know exactly what I mean by that. Tell the person what they mean to you. If you love them, tell them. It might be arse-clenchingly uncomfortable, but in my experience, that does a lot more good than harm. Acknowledge pain. Don't throw random solutions at them, especially since there's a strong likelihood that you're doing that to make yourself feel better. Prepare for the next time you'll speak and honour that. Treat it like a solemn vow not to be broken, even if you suddenly find out the time clashes with the unmissable something or other. If you have to change the time, let them know as soon as you can. If you truly want to and can be there for someone, give them specific times and dates when you're available. Let's talk in the new year often means sometime around June. These are remarkably difficult times and Christmas can often amplify people's problems. You might think you have little to offer, but in a world where services have been pared back to the bone, you are way better than nothing. Trust me, I've been on both sides of this. Have a lovely Christmas. They wore matching pajamas and smiled all so wholesome and Instagrammed it in Paris, hashtag then shared some. The Christmas Eve boxes were strategically placed and those wrinkles and worry lines filtered from Mammy and Daddy's face. Soon he'd have been leaving masses of presents. The latest, the priciest, the must-have for pretense. There'd be joy, of course, because that's what's expected. But before the gravy be cleared, there'll be panic about credit. You see, there's minus in the bank, no pennies in the jar. The overdraft is in overdraft and debt stretching so, so far. The pyjamas, indeed, a necessity for such a shot. An absolute a must that keeps them on top. To keep up, keeping up, ready for them recollections. When in reality, mismatch, stained, even ones with holes in, don't even come into question. Matching pyjamas have absolutely zero relevance for those little heads, those little hearts that don't need coordinating evidence. Magic isn't matching, neither is love. No family, no Christmas or hope heavens above. So take this as heed before you panic about enough. The memories, the wonder, the magic isn't in stuff. It's the half-drunk glass of milk and eaten mince pie, the reindeer prints on the pavement and watching the sky. It's laughter around the table and gratitude in abundance. It's having pyjamas in the first place and jumping on that non-bandwagon of reluctance. 
Hey everyone at Proper Mental, this is Natasha Devon and as you can probably hear, I am outside right now. You might be able to hear birds singing and I'm next to a stream, so there's water running. And something that I have learned about myself on my mental health journey and managing an anxiety disorder is that exercise for me is not an optional extra. It's not something to tag on to the end of my schedule if I have time. It's something that I need to ring fence and plan everything else around because when I stop exercising, yeah, and I don't always go out for a run. Sometimes it's just yoga that is more like stretching, if I'm honest. But if I don't make time for movement every day, then I start to really struggle with my ability to manage my levels of anxiety. Um, Something that I will say about running in winter, um, the hardest part is getting yourself out the door because you're all warm and cozy inside, hopefully. And then you look out and you think, oh, it's dark, it's miserable. So I often find that I have to bargain with myself a little bit and that I have to say okay we're just going to get our trainers on we're just going to go to the door (laughs) we're just going to walk for a bit and then once you're outside you actually want to start running because it's a really good way to keep warm and that's how I make myself do it and when I've done it I'm always really glad that I have plus in the run-up to Christmas people have twinkly lights on inside and you can look in their houses and be a bit nosy which is an added bonus Um, so I really hope that that tip was useful to you I want to wish everyone happy Christmas Hanukkah uh, whatever it is that you are celebrating at this time of year I hope that you have um, a great festive season lots of love hey what's going on I'm Shoka here um, just wanted to send a short message of just love, warmth um, and encouragement. I know this season of the year can be very difficult for a lot of people. I lost my mother last year in February. So this is going to be my second Christmas coming up without her, which is incredibly difficult. This is someone that I've seen every single day for my whole life. So now I have to spend these days, these periods, these holidays without her. Um, so I know exactly how you're feeling. I just want to send you love. I just want you to know there's so many people around the world that's experiencing the same feelings and emotions. And it's good for us to all connect and be there for one another. So I just want you to know that I'm here for you and you are not alone. Love. Shocker. Hello and welcome to this little clip from me, Laura Belbin. You probably don't know who that is. I am some random woman that got stuck on a pair of Spanx seven years ago, I think maybe six, and uh, it went viral. And ever since then, I've been trying my best to be a bit funny and a bit honest about life. I am also known as Knee Deep in Life on social media. And the fabulous, wonderful Tom wanted me to record this as the Christmas special, uh, along with uh, lots of other incredible people to just remind you that you're not alone. And that life sometimes can be weird, like so fucking weird. It, oh, by the way, I swear, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, I swear and I have no filter and this is not scripted. So uh, fuck knows where this is going to go. It might all get cut and all you'll get is the beginning bit where I say, hi, my name's Laura. And then the rest of it, Tom will go, this is not this is not for um, everyone's viewing pleasure. Let's hope it doesn't get like that. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going before I went off on that little entrail. Entrail? That's an interesting word, isn't it? Anyway, I 
I'm on social media and the biggest thing that I like to get across in everything I do in my comedy and in my honest conversations about life is reminding people they're not alone because that has been the biggest trigger for me in life just generally is feeling so totally and utterly alone with my thoughts and my feelings or believing that nobody would ever really understand where I'm coming from um I have very poor mental health I say very poor I mean you know what's an ideal I don't know but I can honestly say it could be better and it could have been better I suffered from lots of breakdowns in my life um the last one being three years ago and I nearly took my own life and um things weren't great let's put it that way darling Uh, my husband had to take long-term sick to care for me and our children and um in all honesty that that period of time, three years ago, I thought everything was over. You know, the this person that had sort of commanded this online presence and ha- I'd written two books. No, I'd written one book by that point. And I just thought, wow, it's over. That's it. I've lost my chance. I had to remove all social media from, from my phone. I, I, I didn't connect with anyone. I removed everything, even my friends. You know, I, I really cannot express the level of, depth of shit I was in at that time and I didn't ever think I'd come out of it and even if I did come out of it I honestly thought that my opportunity my chance at ever making it in a career of comedy was over um and I'm now three years on I have done so much therapy mate Jesus wept I am the poster girl for um, complex PTSD. That's what I have been affectionately labelled with. I've seen uh, quite a few different psychologists, one psychiatrist, all fun and games. I've been diagnosed with ADHD, uh, but because I have uh, complex trauma, the two things play out very similarly. I don't know how you say that word, similarly, similarly. They're very it's the same almost like the same so I have taken my diagnosis of ADHD with a bit of a pinch of salt understanding the fact that because I am so highly traumatized a lot of the symptoms of trauma and ADHD are so similar that they can kind of run concurrently concurrently next to each other um but that's an interesting fact that I thought I'd give you that like everybody and their fucking cat at the moment, I too have been diagnosed with ADHD and I am unmedicated because I chose not to be. Um, There's a lot that's changed me in the last three years, but the thing that has changed the most is how I've learned about who I am as a person, my strengths, my weaknesses, and I have learned to be better at sitting with whatever it is I'm going through. I'm not suggesting you do that if you have not gone through therapy it's not a case of just being able to sit with your thoughts and feelings. It's taken me a really, really long time to get to that place. But Christmas is triggering, man. Christmas is just, it can be an absolute massive hairy sack, you know, and it's not filled with Santa's presence either. Um, It's hard when you have complicated relationships. I lost my dad a couple of months ago. Um, he was an excellent man. He was the reason why I'm funny. I got my sense of humor from him. He was the most loving, caring, beautiful man. And um, there's not a day that goes by where I don't miss him like fuck. And grief is such a kick in the vag, by the way, if anyone hasn't gone through it. It's interesting because everybody before, <clears throat> before I lost my dad, they said that grief really takes you on a journey that you 
least expect and it's so individual and I was like okay like I've you know I've done a lot I've given birth to two kids Jesus Christ what's harder than that um but grief is so different it's just a very weird place to find yourself in and I'm kind of pleased I did a lot of work on myself before going through the loss of my dad because I find it or found it easier to process the thoughts and feelings that kind of come up from losing a parent I guess but as a direct result of that this year I don't know how I feel about Christmas um the Christmas decks are up and god knows I love a bloody reef I mean Jesus Christ there is not a happier person on this planet than seeing a nicely lit garland to be honest with you I've done a garland it is above my uh, front door and during the day because of my terrible wrapping of the lights it does look a lot like barbed wire but in the evening it looks great because no one can see the barbed wire effect. So I just think, you know, we can't have it all in life, you know, but I think I love Christmas. I love everything that it kind of brings. And I feel like there's a level of stillness to Christmas that allows us to kind of stop, but also stopping is not always the best (laughs) when uh, things are difficult. And so I guess I hope that by recording this and sharing this it gives you if you are stuck struggling um it gives you some kind of clarity over the fact that it's not just you and that Christmas is not this beautiful whimsical you know magical mystery ride sometimes it's really difficult and um I am going to wake up on Christmas morning and I'm not gonna have my dad and that's the first time I can never say that. Like when I initially lost my dad, I was so fucking angry at him. I was like, how dare you? And I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Like if you're listening to this and you've lost a parent, I've spoken to quite a few people and they said the same. I was so angry at him. Like, how dare you? I want to talk to you one more time. I want to hug you one more time. And I want to hear your voice one more time. So come back. And there's never been a point in my life. And I swear to God, my dad, I mean, hilariously, that guy, he was like Liam Neeson from Taken. It didn't matter where the fuck he was in the world. If you needed him, he'd just show up. And so I was really faced with this idea. End of September, he passed. And sort of the days afterwards, I was raging. I was like, come back now. I, 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 ha- I am not done. So before you think you can fuck off to wherever it is on the afterlife, I'm not fucking done. Come back. I want to have a conversation with you. And it didn't matter how angry I got, he didn't come back. And that was probably the biggest thing for me to try and wrap my head around. Like, shit, this is this is bollocks. Why are you not listening? And it wasn't that he wasn't listening. It's he's fucking dead. You know, there's not many things that can be undone from death. And that's been hard because I feel like on Christmas morning, I'm going to wake up and I do wonder is that anger going to be there again? Like, how dare you not be here? Even though my dad had struggled so much and knowing that he's at peace now is so much better than knowing he was struggling here on earth, you know. But it's hard and I'm not looking forward to it. And I feel so mixed between making new memories with my kids and holding them closely because if there's one thing that I've learned is that life is short and it is precious and we don't know how long we've got. There's that part of me that thinks, right, and what I call my fuck it moments, fuck it, don't regret it, just fuck it and do it. And that's kind of got me to where I am today, those fuck it moments, the impulses of going, no, 
I'm not going to let anxiety get in my way. I'm just going to fucking do it. Um, and so there's that part of me that thinks, fuck it, I'm going to make this Christmas really special. But tinged with all of that is grief, sadness and heartache. And I'm, I can't remove that. And I don't want to either. I think it has its place on the day. And I guess that there will be people listening to this that may feel like they're in the absolute depths of despair. You know, Satan's nutsack, I think, is uh, a... I think if I've referred to hairy ball bags twice, one Satan, one Father Christmases without the presents. So you lucky buggers. But if you are really in the depths of it, I really hope that you're listening to this and it gives you some type of relief to know that the, the these struggles in life are, sh- are freaking fucking shit. You know, I mean, if it was a trip advisor, I would give it naught stars. It's it's not up there, is it, mate? You know, and I've been there. I mean, Christ knows that I I sometimes feel like I'm still spread eagled between being stable and and feeling very much like the person that was still in a breakdown. I have um, complex PTSD, which is uh, it's a real giggle. Not it's not. Uh, and I have to manage my triggers as best I possibly can. Sometimes I don't manage them very well because, you know, life happens and so does shit. And uh, I will forever try my absolute hardest to balance my life as best I possibly can. But I think it's just really important to get across that Christmas isn't all it's cracked up to be. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes it feels complicated. Sometimes it's filled with heartache. And sometimes we get to another Christmas and we look back and go, Jesus Christ, look how much has changed. Look at what I've lost. And that's hard. But I also want you to remember how fucking strong you are. And I want you to remember that in this moment right now, while it might feel impossible, you are moving forward and you have to keep taking those steps forward because you're fucking excellent. And it doesn't matter how much you think you can't get through or you won't get through it. I'm kind of here as a living testament to say you will, because I've I've really felt that like I felt that on such a massive scale of going, uh, I'm I'm never, ever, ever going to recover from this. And I can't thank my lucky stars enough for what I've managed to achieve in these three years and how much I've managed to grow, but I'm still growing, mate. Okay. I don't want you to think that this polish is turd. (laughs) Actually, this polish is turd. (laughs) I don't want you to think this turd is polished is actually what I mean. (laughs) I prefer that. My polish is not turd. My polish is turd. Fucking hell, Laurie, talking to yourself. Um, it's, I'm so far from it. So I've done loads of therapy. I've done loads of fucking work on myself. I've done everything you can possibly think of. And I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still riding through the highs and the lows because it's the, uh, the unfortunate part of the human condition. And that is nothing will always be wonderful and great all the time. Social media is the biggest bastard because it will lead you to believe that everyone is happy. Everyone's children are well behaved and having a great time when the reality is they're covered in snot they've been up since 4am they're acting like ungrateful little twats and you as a person are just praying to god that it's bedtime so they can fuck off to sleep and you can just i don't know have a mulled wine i mean i'm teetotal i'd probably have a little lemonade with a lemon and ice but whatever whatever you're down with if that is how Christmas looks for you, if Christmas looks for you that you get up in the morning, you exist and you get to the end of it, pat yourself on the back. That in itself is a fucking huge achievement. And it's one that is not celebrated enough. B, 
because until you have gone through it, you cannot begin to imagine how fucking difficult it is to get through day to day when things feel impossible and difficult. And also for me, I don't know whether you can relate to this, time just fucking stops when you're in that space. When you're in a really bad mental space, a minute feels like a fucking hour. And I hope that this little thing that I've done for you um, makes those minutes go by a little bit quicker. I hope that my ramblings of turd and polish and nut sacks has given you some form of amusement. And it is also a little uh, wish for you in 2024. And that is that you continue to keep taking steps forward, whatever that might look like. They don't need to be big. Okay, honey. A step for me three years ago was stepping outside of the house and not having a panic attack. A step for me now, three years on, is getting up onto a stage and performing my uh, stand-up show that I have written and learned and gone, fuck it, I'm going to get into stand-up comedy. That is my progression. In three years, I have gone from being someone that you would effectively call agoraphobic to really digging deep and saying life is short Laura fucking go for it honey this is what you want you go get it now whatever that might be for you what is your go get it dream it could be something really simple it doesn't need to be ostentatious god what a great word that made me sound so intelligent it doesn't need to be big it doesn't need to be grand but it needs to be a promise to yourself whatever that might look like I promised to myself in 2024 I'm going to be kinder to me I promised in 2024 I'm going to take some more breaks, you know, and I'm not talking about a cruise to the Bahamas. That'd be fucking great. I mean, honey, I'll come with you. It's more about a promise to yourself that you're just going to take care of you. And by taking care of yourself a little bit more, that then leads on to bigger things. Obviously that wasn't a shameless plug of the fact that I'm now a stand-up comedian, but I'm just saying, you know, I've done that in the last fucking year and I cannot tell you enough how fucking terrifying that has been. And I am not somebody that believes that she is naturally funny, but I'm fucking winging it, man. I'm winging everything. I'm even winging the clothes that I wear and praying to God that I've blended my makeup in in the morning so that I don't look like a cracked den whore. So we're all winging it. And that winging can look very different from one person to the next. And I want you to know that whatever that might be for you, it's wonderful, it's brilliant, it's perfect. And it doesn't need to be anything more or anything less. If you want to find love or if you believe that you are worthy of more love than you have right now, just know that you are capable of getting it, but also just know that you are worthy of having it. And sometimes our self-esteem can be so low that we believe that whatever we have in life is all we deserve you deserve a million times more than that and don't let anybody else tell you different so this Christmas be kind to yourself let go of the bullshit idea forget the tradition throw out the window of the fact that your kids have to sit at a table and eat a roast dinner mate my kids are having pasta you know, my husband, Steve, he's Adam, he wants a Christmas dinner. So we're going to have a Christmas dinner. It'll be lovely, but I will be fucked if I'm going to sit around a table and listen to my kids piss and moan about the fact that they don't like Brussels sprouts. So they're going to have pasta. We're going to have a really laid back day. We're not even going to open the curtains. And then Boxing Day, we're going to live like pigs and shit. I will not pick up a fucking thing. And if we don't get dressed again, I don't care because, oh, well. Will anybody die? I pray to fucking God not. I mean, my dad's dead. I really can't add to that bloody death toll. But I guess 
we put way too much expectation on ourselves for one day of the year to be perfect, for that Christmas to New Year period to be wonderful, magical, where we spend time with friends and family. Family doesn't always look the way that we think it's meant to look. Sometimes family is our friends that know and love us and cherish us and have guided us through difficult times. God knows my friends have definitely been my saviour this year. So whatever Christmas looks like for you and whatever 2024 looks like for you, I hope that this random woman rambling down a microphone to you has been enough of a reminder to say that you are worthy. Sorry, I burped then. I had to take a little pause. You are worthy. You are wonderful. There's another burp coming. Jesus Christ. Okay, they're all gone. I've got them out of the way. Let me start again. You are worthy. You are wonderful. You are capable. And you are fucking great. And don't let anybody else tell you different. I want you to get to the end of this eventually by the time I've stopped burping and changing the subject a million times to know that there is nothing wrong with who you are and I am going to continue to tell myself that on the days when it feels difficult because remember my turd is polish and I have not polished the turd so if anything if I was to polish the turd with my polish it would be turdier because my polish is turd wow what a way to end um I've got a funny feeling I won't be asked back to do this again. But if I am and if I'm not, uh, lots of luck, lots of love and you're fucking brilliant. Hello there, this is James Withy. So as Christmas is approaching, it can feel like a really scary time for a lot of us. You know, you might be spending Christmas by yourself or you might be with relatives, you know, that you might have had difficulties with or you don't get on with too well. And you're thinking, how am I going to get through this this period? And obviously we're all supposed to be happy and jolly, but, you know, that's not the reality. It's a time of year that's incredibly emotive. One of the things that I've learned along the way is that if I'm going to have a difficult Christmas or I think I might have a difficult Christmas, is to break down the day into really, really small chunks. So it could be that you take things half an hour at a time or even a minute by minute or even second by second. And then it just becomes much more manageable because you can say to yourself, okay, well, I got through this minute. That means I can get through the next minute and I can get through the next minute. And it just makes the whole day much, much easier to manage. But I really hope you manage to have a really lovely day. Merry Christmas. Um, My name is Natasha Ray. I'm a writer and an actress. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't fucking like Christmas. Um... For some really strange reason, I always get ill in November. Um, with my bipolar, I always end up not in a good place for some weird reason in November. And I always end up having to kind of pull myself back together in the December months. I've always had a weird December because I lost my nonna when I was um, I was about four or five. I was really close to my nonna and she died on Christmas Eve. So yeah, I think it's always kind of stayed with me. Um, just never really. I've always found Christmas quite sad. But I said this to my son the other day. I was like, Christmas songs are really sad. Like, last Christmas I gave you my heart and the very next day you gave it away. Right, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's really cheered me up. Merry Christmas. Um, So, yeah, Christmas songs. 
no, they're not great. And you know what? The fairy tale of New York's going to be even sadder this year because they're both not here. Um, it's always been a sad song. So, um, yeah, I don't like it. And also, I think it's okay not to like it. Um, and also, I think it's difficult for me as well because um, I don't drink. If I do drink, I end up causing mayhem. Um, and it's not good for my mental health. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm kind of one of them. I can't wait till it's been and gone. God, this sounds really depressing, doesn't it? You're putting it out on Christmas. Um, but then, you know, I think we have to kind of look at Christmas. Now I do. And kind of sometimes go, it reminds me of what I'm grateful for, you know? Um and I do really try because I have a son and he really does love Christmas. He loves the magic of it. He still loves Christmas and nearly 13. And, you know, he puts rubber gloves on to pick his elves up. Um, Yeah, those elves. Whoever invented them. Ugh, yeah, that's another story. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, not having to feel pressured that you have to, that it's a time of year you like, you know. Um season to be jolly and all that maybe you you know you're jolly in january you know i'm always a bit more jollier in january for some weird reason i mean it is my birthday and i do like my birthday so it's a quick uh plug there for my birthday um yeah but i think you know it's really about doing what makes you happy and being around who makes you happy and i don't think that just matters at christmas i think that's all the time um and yeah, I think I stopped pushing myself to to be in situations and do stuff just because other people wanted me to do it at Christmas, um, and trying to keep on track with stuff that you do. I mean, I went running last Christmas Day. Pfft, don't even like running, um, but I've started ice ice bathing now. Um, so I, you know, Christmas morning will be very different because I'll be out there in my ice bath. Um, but I think yeah, doing things still on Christmas Day that you that do that you do every day that makes you feel better, whether that's, you know, going for a run in the rain, you know, doing yoga, um, doing meditation, still doing what you would do normally on Christmas Day. Uh, sorry, on a normal day. Normal day. Um to kind of keep yourself in intact and stuff. Like New Year as well, like I always stay in on New Year's Eve and write a journal and people always would say, like, why don't you go out and I just, I don't want to do that. So yeah, do what makes you happy and be with who makes you happy. And if you are a bit of a Grinch like me and you don't like Christmas, um, you know, just be just be honest about it. <laughs> but um, I wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, you know, whatever you decide to do. Keep yourself safe. I know it can be a really tricky time of year, Um and just know that, you know, if you do need somebody to speak to, always, always reach out. Um, because, you know, Christmas or not, um, it's never a good, it's never good not to be able to reach out and speak to people. I've learned that 100%. Um, but for 2024, I hope it brings you everything and more. Lots of love. Hi, it's uh, Tatton from Simple Politics here. Um, Christmas for me has really 
changed uh, in recent years because because my partner has begun to teach me that I'm allowed to I'm allowed to enjoy it. I'm allowed to spend time being me, doing the things I want. I'm allowed to tell everyone else to fuck off and I can go and sit somewhere and just listen to, I don't know, the Pogues and have a little drink or whatever it is. Like, it's a festival of peace and of love. It's a festival where, you know, it's like a pagan thing because it gets dark. It's it's like right next to the winter solstice and it gets dark and it's a way of holding a torch up against the darkness and celebrating light and love and peace. And I've found ways recently that I can access light and love and peace. I mean, you know, this is <laughs> this is the proper mental podcast and I, you know, I was on over the year. Um, you know, I'm proper mental, right? Um finding peace is difficult for me. But there are ways through music. I listen to so much Christmas music. Um from from, you know, wham through to kind of <laughs> the kind of uh, indie nonsense that uh, no one else likes. Um, and it's it's precious and it's real. Um, but you have to allow yourself to be that. If you're a parent, like, everyone's like, oh, it's all for the kids. And, and there's an element that you've got to look after the kids and give them a special time. But also it's for you. It is your Christmas. That means doing what you need to do because you've got to do what you've got to do to do what you want to do so you can't be there having this amazing time with everyone if you haven't given yourself some time I always talk about about love talking and medicine being the three things that get you through and medicine can be whatever you want it to be Medicine can be going upstairs and watching Home Alone, it's a terrible film, Home Alone on your laptop. It can be going out for a walk on your own and just standing somewhere nice and smoking a cigarette. It can be whatever, God. Just peace and love. And we need to find peace as much as we can in ourselves. joy however we can find some joy we're allowed to do it that's for us something special and then hopefully we can find joy with other people Merry Christmas bye 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 hi my name is Eva Echo my pronouns are she they I'm an activist and a TEDx speaker and I wanted to say that Christmas is well, Christmas is overrated, isn't it? I mean, it's so commercialised. And what I hate about Christmas is this need, this pressure to to be happy, to enjoy yourself, to be a part of something. And I hate that society has created this kind of Grinch-like attitude that, you know, if if you don't fit into that happiness, you don't fit into that that holiday time happiness you're a bit of a grinch that's rubbish 
it's been a difficult year and we got to the end of it that's the most important thing we are still here so no matter what anyone says about how we should be spending this time what we should be doing with the time who we should be spending it with it doesn't take away the fact that we are still here because we're still here we've earned the right to do whatever we want during this time let's take that time back let's take that time for us it's our time we've come so far and let's use that time for us to recharge our batteries to watch that film that we've been putting off for a while to to play that video game that we've been meaning to play but things just got in the way to read that book that's been sat on the shelf looking back at us anything whatever you choose to do because this is your time no matter what anyone says and i guarantee you there are so many people out there who aren't keen on the holiday period who don't like that that pressure the expectation because let's face it christmas has lost its meaning over the years hasn't it this is our time to just exist a time where the country pretty much winds down so there's less pressure externally giving us time to focus on us even more and i know from past experience how difficult it can be when you're on your own throughout this period i've been estranged from my own biological family for a number of years and before i met my wife 10 years ago i used to spend christmases on my own i used to be so ashamed of that i used to lie to people and say oh actually no no i'm, I'm spending it with my best friend in such and such a place or, or whatever when in actual fact when my housemate had gone back to to their parents for, for christmas i would just make myself something nice to eat play a video game then get into bed and watch a film and it's only when I look back now that as much as I was ashamed of it back then, looking back now, I see that I was using that time for me. The house was empty or I was in my own room and I could just watch whatever I wanted to watch, play whatever video game I wanted to play. That was me, my personal time. A time where I could just shut off from the rest of the world and just treat myself in those moments. And no matter what you choose to do, I'll be celebrating you because I know how difficult it is. I understand the struggles that we've been through this year. And no matter who you are, I celebrate you because you're here. And if you're listening to this, you deserve celebrating. So remind yourself this holiday season, celebrate yourself as well because you are absolutely worth it. Take care of yourself. Lots of love. Hi, I'm Yvette Claster. I'm a journalist and co-host of the Reality Tourist podcast. Um, I've got bipolar disorder and binge eating disorder. Just wanted to say happy Christmas, everyone. A um, few things I th thought might be helpful. Um, so for me, sometimes the stuff around food at Christmas can be a bit challenging. 
it kind of feels like other people are, are eating in the way that I have in sort of my difficult moments. Um, something I find helpful when I'm sort of finding the food stuff a bit loud, um, and I've been told to do basically, <laughs> um, is to let myself sort of feel the emotions that can come up um, at this time of year. Um, so feel them and sort of let them pass. That's one thing. Don't know if that helps anyone. Sorry if I'm rambling. Um, another thing I was thinking in terms of Christmas. So like when you go home and you're sort of seeing old friends, you're seeing family, it's sometimes really lovely, but also you can find yourself doing the old compare and despair. So like you can sort of get back in touch with old friends and see how they're, you know, happily married with kids. And you can see like siblings and kind of think about their brilliant jobs that they have. Or you might see friends who you love, but you just might feel like, you know, you're not as pretty as them or like you're just not in as good a place as they are. Um, something that helps me when I get into compare and despair is to try and get out of my own head and to think about things that I can do for other people. <clears throat> um, so whether that's a small thing like just going in the kitchen and helping with your mum sort of chopping vegetables or whether it's um, doing a bit of volunteering for a local charity or even if it's something as simple as like you go out for a walk and you take a plastic bag and sort of help to pick up a bit of rubbish. Um, it kind of helps me anyway to stop kind of doing that whole thing of being in your head and um, thinking about stuff. Um, another thing I thought I'd mention is... Um, Someone said to me recently, because I was struggling a bit around this time of year, and she said, well, Yvette, remember, it's your Christmas too. And so I thought I'd say that to listeners as well, because, you know, all kinds of things can come up at this time of year. And, you know, we can end up doing lots of stuff we might not particularly want to and um, have all these commitments and things. But I think it can be helpful to remember, you know, it's all right to say no to things if you don't feel like doing them sometimes it is your Christmas too if you want to have a day off and just put your feet up and watch a Christmas film or do a manicure or or just go out for a walk or whatever you find helpful for me it's a bath um you know it is your Christmas too um and the last thing I thought I'd mention um is so t lots of times I mean I've had all kinds of struggles over the years with yeah, depression and mania and like I say the binge eating that's um challenging but um something that I find sort of a bit helpful if I'm struggling a little bit is to try and get back more into the present so especially Christmas we can start thinking about previous Christmases and maybe the situations we were in before like if we had certain loved ones around us um whether we had sort of family members with us, they're no longer with us, or whether we, we were in a relationship and that's no longer um, something that we're in anymore. Um, to kind of, one way of kind of letting go of the past in that way is to just try and get really, really into the present by doing one of these activities where you have to be totally in the present. So for me, that's something like singing, like when I'm engaging, like my singing stuff, singing muscles, whatever. Um, I can't think about anything else or something like dancing. Um, Christmas is obviously great because there's usually lots of singing stuff 
going on um, in all different sort of places that you can get involved in. Um, but for other people, it might be something like um, going and doing a bit of drawing. That's another thing I find pretty good. Like if you're focusing on trying to draw something, it doesn't have to be a good result. It's just like the act of focusing on the, the thing and drawing um, or crafting. Or I know for other people, it will be um, sort of particular types of sports. Um, yeah, because yeah, getting into the present is a really good way of getting out of your head, I find, um, because yeah, the present really is a gift. And I really hope you have a lovely, lovely Christmas, whatever you're all up to. Okay, take care. Bye. Um, for me, as a Jewish person, Christmas is whatever. Um, <laughs> but I actually have lovely, warm memories of Christmas um, from the years that I worked at a locked inpatient crisis psychiatric hospital. And for all of the five years that I worked there, um, I would dress up as Santa Claus and I stuffed pillows in the front and in the back and had the costume and the, the, <laughs> the voice. And, um, and I would go around to everyone who happened to be hospitalized over Christmas and deliver uh, care packages. In addition to that, that would be on Christmas Day, but on Christmas Eve Day, um, I would dress up in a top hat and tails and a you know, morning coat, and uh, and I would read a Christmas carol uh, aloud the whole way through. I, it would take like three hours, and I would sit in the in the day room and just read. And people could come in, and patients could come in and out, and staff would linger and listen. And um, I guess you know, Christmas is magical. I believe that. Um, and uh, magic can come even in a locked inpatient psychiatric hospital. Um, so anyway, I believe you say happy Christmas over there on that side of the pond. So happy Christmas to you. And uh, thanks. Big up to the proper mental podcast. A proper mental podcast. Two, three, go. Wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year.